This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Good morning. I was going to wait till now to move the mic. I was going to say, you didn't. You, could, you <laughs> couldn't do it. that before the show started. I'll leave it, I'll leave it no, for now. Yeah. Oh, Busy. Beautiful, Good. clear morning. Was Another it yesterday? One. Yeah. No, it wasn't yesterday. We actually got, I, we got a, I would a say tenth, a, de- a tenth I, or less of an inch of rain. Or it a seemed like a decent amount of rain at, at, at my house. It was I mean, enough it, to wet the bags and be an inconvenience, but it was not enough to qualify as a water, a watering. A watering? Yes. So, so keep your, uh, that, if your sprinklers were on, keep them on. Are you going to, are you going to doubt? I, I'm going to disagree because at the, if you've got plants right around the house, all that water that shed off the roof. That po- that portion of the house, have, or those plants in the ground by the house, have plenty of water. Okay, well, and if you have a leaky, I have, ra- I have rain gutters, so okay. it just goes straight to the. <laughs> if street. you have a leaky hose or pipe that's just been running all the time, you don't need to water that area either. Is that what you're saying? That is also correct. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and if a water truck came by and accidentally unloaded, also correct. Okay, yes, yes. just want to make. A, just does that happen? It does. <laughs> okay. How often and where, I have no idea, but it has happened, I guarantee it. Okay. You're, yeah, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are um, about halfway through with February. It's amazing, isn't it? It it really is. It's a short month. Well, that's true. Yeah, we, we, we do have that going for us. Well, I heard it identifies as a 31-day month this year, so it's going to be longer. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard February is going to be longer this year than normally. Nobody wants to touch that. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we? Oh, well, to, or yesterday was the beginning of uh, Lunar New Year, formerly known as uh, Chinese New Year, and it's the year of the ox. Year, I year think. of the ox, I believe. Yes. I heard that over the loudspeaker at work yesterday. Oh, oh somebody radio announced show? it. Yeah. Or somebody no. announced it. Somebody announced it. Oh, interesting. Um, hmm. One of the things that we, a couple of the things that we uh, usually sell out of around this time of the year, uh, forsythias that yes. we bring in from Monrovia, Monrovia yeah. up in Oregon, which it, it's a it's a spectacular plant. Yes, when, when it's in flower, when, it's when they start flowering, um, brilliant canary yellow flowers all over it, um, and the flowers come out before the before the foliage does. Uh, but we they didn't stay in stock very long at all this year. No, we just got some new. Did ones you just in. get some more? In? Yeah, we. Uh, had a Monrovia order released yesterday, as a matter of fact, in Poway. Oh, very good. So there were we some fresh also, ones out pretty front. Sure. Yeah. The other the other plant that um, is very popular this time of the year because of the Lunar New Year is um, Acna, the Mickey Mouse plant. Yes. Which is, I, th- I think it's kind of a neat looking plant. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice looking plant anyway, um, but it really bizarre flower on it. 
Yeah, it is. When they start well, to flower. Well, yeah. And it looks like a pomegranate to me, the foliage. It does. That it does. It it, it does. Yeah, it kind of looks like a a a layered layered pomegranate. We got some of those in, and I didn't see any flowers on them, but the the plants look decent. Yeah, we had we had sold out of we had sold out of them last week, and then I think we got I think we got one gallons and five gallons in Poway this week. I saw them on the cart as they were being stocked. Chucks were coming in all week long, just like it was. April, May, or June, and it's February, right? Oh, yes. yeah, early February. Well, the amount of material that's coming, February, but yes, coming yes. in and going. The sa- the sales volume that both of the stores had in January was what we would typically do in May. It was yeah, it it was incredible. I've, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. Kind of sca- kind of scared to see what's going to happen in May. Correct so at this point. At this point, um, speaking of spring. We are getting, if the weather holds the way that it has been, we are getting close to the uh, springtime transition. Roses are already. Yeah, they're taking off they're, now. They're they look, growing they like fantastic. crazy. Um, as a matter of fact, if you if you buy roses now in containers, I would recommend waiting until another couple of months. Uh, another or so. another another month or so, or the end of March. Before you take them out of the containers, yeah. But, but if the, you if you want to get what you're looking for, you should get in. You should get in and and get it because we're we're already selling out of uh, many bunch, many right, right. bunch right. of stuff. As a matter of fact, I had uh, had a customer uh, email us last week. They were looking for fragrant fragrant cloud, and all gone. They went out went out and looked, and they are they are gone. A lot of varieties are gone, but there's still a lot of oh, there's still there's a lot, a lot, of, lot roses. of roses available. But. There are a lot of roses available still, but yeah, uh, a lot of them are are disappearing. David, your rule of thumb on the roses when we do the bare root into the pots is it's it this much, that much, yeah, yeah, two it, to three inches. Well, I, I thought you always said to once once they start getting out there more than three inches, then you should wait for the flowering. Once they wait. flower, that'll be a good. That's a good indication. It's safe to pull them out of the pot. Yes, and because we use that peat moss based soil. It's a light soil, so you can probably get away with it a little bit earlier. But you want to be careful at this point because the feeder roots that are supporting all that new growth will be damaged if they come out too soon and the soil falls away. And that will damage it. It won't kill them most likely, but it will damage them. And we are expecting a warm, dry week ahead, so especially now would not be a good time to do it. No. Completely agree. Agreed. Yes. And the bare root trees as well as you're going to head yeah, down that path. That, the numbers, yeah. the variety. Well, we probably have a quarter to a third of, of the varieties that we yeah, started with. It, Poway, we've emptied 10 bins that have gone. We've consolidated. There's not, not, a, not a lot of varieties left. We have a lot of apples, but not a lot of varieties of other things. A lot of stuff's in bloom already, too. Yeah. Peaches apples, and apples, yeah. the early Pe- apples, yeah. Peaches Correct. and apples are, are The pears are starting to push growth. And the bees are loving them. There's so many bees in the back flying around all the blooming peach trees. He's he's crazy. Uh, we did get a we did get some new bare root stuff in from a grower in the middle in uh, Arkansas, wasn't it? Arkansas that we had not gotten from before and it's actually really really nice looking stuff. Um you see 157 asparagus that people had been asking about. Now, I was concerned because we used to get two year asparagus roots back in the day Mm -hmm. and these were one-year asparagus roots and i thought well it's all we can get so we'll get them but they certainly look like what 
we used, we to, used to be told were two and three year asparagus Correct. roots. Correct. Yeah, I noticed that. It's like some of them are a little small in the clumps, but some of them were extra large in the clumps, and they look gorgeous. If I wanted asparagus, I would have bought some, but I, I set I set a bundle aside for George, and he didn't want it. I, I have an asparagus bed going. So, well, what surprised me when when you said that they were one, that they were one year crowns, we had been getting throughout the spring last year. We were getting seedling asparagus in, and you look at seedling asparagus and think it, it just. I was shocked if, if it could go from seedling to. One year, that one year one. to that crown in one year. I mean that that's growing like crazy. May, so, maybe they grow better in Arkansas. May maybe, but the I they probably they, get a lot more water in Arkansas. It's a lot easier to, to water yeah. them. You don't have to do a lot. Yeah, but it, they really nice crowns. Uh, and we got some we got some new blackberries in, and the blackberries were really nice too. And my blackberry guru Jim was pretty excited about the. What I call ponca, but he said ponza, the P-O-N-C-A. He thinks mm-hmm. that's going to be a really good berry. He came in and picked up four or five of them. He wants to to test them and see. He's been happy with happiest with Wachita up until now for its production here in in Southern California, and he's very excited about trying the ponza. And then there was a what was the other Cato Cato C-A-D-D-O. yeah um though and those are. Those are thornless too, aren't they? Well, I know the pont. Yeah, I think they both are. I think they. I think well, they well, at least one of them is because yeah. I remember grabbing the, it and there were no thorns on it. So, Cato, the plants weren't as nice as the ponces, but they should be fine after a season in the ground. I would think so. They should grow like crazy. We ate a blackberry yesterday out of the garden. The first one, they're, they're all flowering and they have some small fruit, but one of them was one. One berry. Ready. One berry was ready. How was it? It was, it was, a, it was a little tart, but it was, uh, it was good to have one out of the garden already. There's a lot of fruit forming. My grandparents used to have a huge stand of young berries in their garden, in the- and they would produce like crazy. It was incredible how much fruit that they would produce. You know, we were talking about that cane that I found in the back, and the buds were upside down, and what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that came in, the buds are upside down, and I realized... Those canes are going to bloom this year and be done, and they're going to put up new canes. It really doesn't matter. It no. doesn't matter at all because it's going to come up from the from the from the base. They're they're flora canes, which means they will bloom on one year old wood, one year old branches. So the one that's there is just here to say goodbye and then to put on the new growth for next year's fruit. So that's right. all that matters. Kind of like a seed potato. It's all that matters. It's all that matters. Just to give them a good, healthy start and kick them out the door. Send them on their way. Yeah, that's yes. true. Not going not gonna to do much. And wait for them to call back and say, I'm independent. Can you send me money? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Help me maintain my independence. Let's be independent together. Um, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. If you haven't, if you haven't picked up a gift for uh, Valentine, uh, or if you don't there's, need one, or if you don't need one, <laughs> yeah, that, that, there's that. Uh, but there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff available right now. Oh, it looks gorgeous. The Alstrom areas. We got in some really nice blooming tulips as well. Some miniature roses. I saw those come. Those were in. Those were in, the tulips are in four inch, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Three or four blooms per pot. They, they plants and blooms. They look really nice, and they're in perfect. They're in perfect bloom right now for. Valentine's Day. 
Uh, the Elster Marys we've been getting in are are really nice. Yeah, and, we've, and we've been getting some yellows, too, which are very popular and usually, Hard to find, uh, usually yes. not easy to find. But the that yellow that he that Dan's been growing is is spectacular. Yeah, Mister really, Mister really Fruit really Only guy, do you make space in your garden for Alstroemeria? I, I do have some Alstroemerias. I actually have a lot of seedling Alstroemerias that just self sow that popping up everywhere. I wasn't Humming, sure. Hummingbirds, I, hummingbirds like them, and uh, at, at the nursery in Poway, towards the, uh, late afternoon, early evening, the hummingbirds come to feed on them. Sounds like a lyric from a song. When the hummingbirds come to feed. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'll hum you a few bars <laughs> after Later the break. on, yeah, I appreciate it and see if I can remember. Uh, my grandfather used to have a huge section of his yard that was, he had planted some Alstroemerias and they just took over. Let it go, yeah. Yeah, just, it, it, yeah. Was, it was a huge swath of It's funny because some people have tough, used to have a tough time growing those things. I I've got one gr- back in the day. I've got one growing in a pot, and I don't even know where it came from because I didn't bring it home. Um, but it's in a pot with a little a, hummingbird brought you. It was the a seed. seedling. It, it's yeah. in a it's in a pot with a Visigothica or Aurelia elegantissima, well, as it used to be known. Way back in the day, we used to get tubers, right? Yeah, and with the bulbs that were hard to to grow, people had a a tough time getting those to grow. Yeah, I think I could never get it to work. And that's when we used to get in the bright yellows and bright oranges, and that's why we don't have any because nobody was able to get them to grow. Yeah, but well, now, and then Monrovia was growing that super dwarf one for a while that would only get about six inches yeah, tall. The yellow there's ones the were... princess or Inca Inca or princess series, yeah. And then there's also the variegated one, which yeah, I think that, rock and roll. Yeah, the like green red, and white leaf. They, with we the have reddish, a bunch of those. reddish flower or yeah. burnt orange, I think. Yeah, I have I have some of those. Remember it's what? A, Ample used to grow that dark leafed one too, but I haven't seen that one since he's since Ample retired. Put on yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, the reason I have those in my yard is uh, being a lazy gardener. I put one or two in and were in a pot that I just brought home, and now they're everywhere, and it's easy. I don't have to deal with them. Because uh, there is a way to control them. I can help you with if you want to ever <laughs> do that. Is you bring them home in the pot and then don't water them, and it takes them a couple of years, but they they eventually, they they eventually die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also I also learned a new trick about uh, dormant spraying on roses uh, about, about labels and mixing things, which we don't have to talk about. But I'd I'd like to share after some after point the break. Time. Yeah. Okay. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. And we're back with more garden talk here on 
KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Ullman. And we're talking about all kinds of things going on in the garden. You were going to talk about... Uh, I, I can't imagine... I, we spraying have your to roses? break the tension, all these people waiting to hear what happened. So, when we used to prune roses, back in the day, we had lime sulfur, and everybody sprayed their peaches, nectarines, and roses with lime sulfur after they got done pruning. And the joke about lime sulfur was if your tr- plants hadn't gone dormant and there were still leaves on them, that's okay. The lime sulfur so burned take them off. off. So we talk about the label and how important that is. And I don't know why, but I took my tank sprayer and I mixed some Immunox, which when I was pouring the Immunox from the container into my tank sprayer unmeasured i realized it looked a little thin so i probably needed to shake it before i poured it to to make sure it's homogenous and then i got some infuse another fungicide and i poured some of that in unmeasured and then i put some oil in just for good measure in case there was anything unmeasured and i mixed it all up and i sprayed it on my roses you're lucky it didn't explode yeah (laughs) is that what that smoke was from and the next day I came home from work, and I was looking at my lovely roses with their new tender growth out on them, and boy, it looked different. The Nice shiny the, leaves. The it shiny, looked clean. The shiny, clean green leaves had brown spots over them, purple rims on the brown spots, and uh, the combination, the unmeasured, unlabeled combination that I mixed up was not good for the roses. But it did tell me one thing. I have seen customers leaves that have come in that i have not been able to ascertain what the problem was and now i know what it was they put something on it it was a spray they shouldn't have put on it something they shouldn't have put on it or it was too hot or the plant was drought stressed something with something else yes yes so it was a learning experience and now i can i think it's tax deductible now well i remember a long time ago the was the ortho the ortho rose and flower, the two, the two in one, the oh. fertilizer, and it, when it when the active insecticide oh. was disiston. Disiston, yes, if, yes, yes. If people if people overdid it, if they overfed that, well, it wouldn't necessarily be overfeeding, but if they overapplied the product, the disiston, yes, the disiston would uh, mutate uh, the flower. Yes, they would get that really weird. And we used to caution to it. caution people to wait until they bloomed once each year before yes. doing it because that would mitigate. Some of the problems, yeah. but that's why I guess so, they have labels. Well, what I was going to say is, when I teach the organic insect control class, I, I cite something that you often say to people, and that is that it's a violation of federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling, right? Because the label is the law, and according to the EPA, that is legally enforceable. There's a plethora of information on the back of those labels, yeah, but the, but label a, the was key washed part off. is the stuff about what the combination, you know, what you should do with it, when you should when you should use it, how much you should use. Yes, yeah. sir. There we go. Yes, sir. We always thought but, that was just a guide. That's not yeah. just a They're guide. guidelines, really. They're guidelines. But then, then you have the other problem where you have insecticides or chemicals in ready-to-spray bottles. Oh, what what pray tell happened there? It's the blue bo- the, the the story of the blue bottle. Yeah. Oh, the what, bear what, bottle. What is bear. that bottle? Yeah, uh, bear. Story. It could be anything. Yes. Well, you formerly bear, now BioAdvance. Uh, chemicals ready to spray come in the same comes in the same bottle. <clears throat> it's just a blue bottle that you attach to your hose with different labels on them. I, I completely believe. different labels and yeah. completely different chemicals inside those bottles. 
and we had and in my rose garden at home this was a few years ago uh had rose midge what is slug rose slug rose slug and so melanie was telling me you need to go you need to go spray them (laughs) oh i'm sure she said oh ken i think there might be some bugs on the roses could you You take a look you need to go spray them okay (laughs) that might have been like that so i go out into the garage see the see the blue bottle grab it go spray the roses then um not quite a week later melanie's like something something's going on with the roses you need to spray again so i go out and take a look and i'm like god that really looks bad and then i went and retraced my steps and i went and picked up the blue bottle and i sprayed them all with uh broadleaf weed killer for the lawn (laughs) which is in the same exact bottle as the rose and flower so don't try this at home folks these people are professionals so so yeah there there is a label on it just make sure it's the correct label that it's you're the correct spraying. product. It's the correct product because well, it it can have some serious consequences. We're not exactly as simple as we're being portrayed here. We do these things so that we can share our experiences to just better to educate help the help populace, help the I see. public. Yeah. Yes, it's not because we're you know yeah. yeah. Well, we're not that stupid, but yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on occasion, only as directed. Yeah. Oh, the other uh, one of the other things that we got in. We got in bare root, but we also have, I can't believe how many flats of it. Be- before you go away, yes. did the roses die? Did they? No, they like, came back. How I long would... did it take them from, from spraying them with herbicide <laughs> to come back? Uh, better part of a season. Okay. And yeah, that, so. ladies and gentlemen, is why sometimes you have to spray your weeds twice to get rid of them completely. So yeah. it, it made they, its they mark. Were, they were deformed for a long time. But there were and no it, weeds underneath it? It looked nice? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what happened to the there stuff that was growing around. The rest of it was growing around that area. But uh, yeah, the, And the roses, the, what what caught what caught our, caught our attention after I had done that is that they just completely deform. The, the canes get all twisted and gnarled, um, defoliate. Uh, well, that is something that we see this time of the year with roses because people frequently have roses near their lawns. Correct. And they spray with a the lawn with an herbicide and drift gets over yeah. or somebody was using right, the little whirly the whirly bird, gig yeah. spreads the powder and the powder drifts over onto the leaves of non-target weeds which could be a a rose bush or any other shrub around the yard. Um and it damages them. It distorts them. We see a lot of it this time of the year and spring into summer as people are starting to control the weeds in their lawns. Yeah, and people also, they have one sprayer for everything. <laughs> and sometimes they'll use that for their Roundup or whatever. And Yeah, that, and, was, always, that, was, that was always a big yeah. uh, no-no was using. If, if you're going to spray Roundup, use, make sure you use one sprayer for it correct. Because, yes. because of the residual well, on it. And then I, you couldn't use you you couldn't excuse me yeah. you, could, you couldn't use Roundup in uh, gal, a galvanized oh that's true galvanized sprayer I mean galvanized sprayer is ancient history now but you couldn't use it in uh, galvanized sprayer as short sighted as I have been known to be I do have two separate tank sprayers at home they look identical but one of them has in Sharpie Roundup written on it and it is kind of false advertising because I don't use actual Roundup in it I use Remuda in it but this the way active I, ingredient remains way the I, same i know which sprayer yeah. not to yeah. use on that everything is else important. and i did not use that sprayer on my roses i know that for a fact 
I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a. That Do was. I a, smell eggs. I smell popcorn. Oh, maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, there's a for whatever reason, um, glyphosate has a huge residual factor. Um, but that's in interesting. A, in, in oh, tank. oh, in a tank. In a right, tank. In right. a tank. Say not yeah. in the soil. No, 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 no. Okay. no. It breaks no. down, it, it breaks, it breaks down very quickly. In the becomes inert, from what I understand, almost as soon as it hits the hits hits soil. Uh, but in a in a tank in a tank sprayer, it it has a, a very strong residual. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk. Uh, I, I have an area on my driveway because I was spraying Roundup on all the weeds coming out of the cracks and stuff. And there's one place in the center of my driveway where I did not get three what were very small little dandelions coming out of the crack. And now they're pretty big. And first thing in the morning and I look down the driveway, there's looks like a little animal. that's just the shadow of it on the dark driveway. But I need to get rid of them. But I didn't have any Roundup residue left in my sprayer, so oh. I know it's a dandelion. Can't you just pull it up and eat it? Yeah, I probably could. You want me to bring it to you? Well, not if you've sprayed Roundup. All well, no, the Roundup. I haven't yeah. sprayed Roundup. That was I, the point of my story. We, Are you we, not listening? We had sautéed vegetables from the garden yesterday, greens, and there were eight different greens from the garden, including Italian dandelions. Okay, Italian imported yeah. dandelions. Imported, yeah, dandelions. but domestic we ones these, weren't good. Immigrant not good dandelions. enough. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I doing just, the work that. American dandelions won't do. I smell the butter, and that's why it reminds me of eggs, because I always put butter in the pan before I cook eggs. And so that's, They're just that's exploded why. grains. Is that He's what it is? He's cooking exploded grains. Is that what it is? Okay. I'm going to bring you some dandelions. My neighbor's license plate is dandelion. She's a big dandelion fan for some reason. I don't know why. But you were going to go off onto something about bear root. Strawberries. Gotcha. We got bear root strawberries in a cup from the same, same grower in... Uh, Arkansas, their stuff looks good. We'll we'll it's, it's get a nice bunch stuff. for for next year. Yeah, we'll have we will definitely be doing that next year. Um, but on top of the bare root strawberries that we got in this year, we have tons of color of six packs of strawberries. Oh, yes, yes, all a bunch of different varieties. My my uh, overzealous customer who likes to overstudy. Uh, so the Albions were her favorite after going through over and details of whatever. It was It was Albion was the one she picked as the best. And she came in and bought like two or three flats of them. I like Albions. I may have yeah, to get I've never, some. I've never looked that closely. I haven't I either. Typically I don't, but I was told by an old customer of mine that said Helen Contesti was her name. Oh, she told no. me, Albion, don't go any further than Albion. And she told me that years and years ago, and I, I it was kind well, of well. So now it's actually, corroborated. Yeah, we have a second source. So I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to purchase some Albion strawberries this weekend and take them home. And, and, the and then what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see if they live. Yes. Yeah, that's what I hey, did. I, baby, I, baby I, steps. I took them home a couple of years ago and promptly uh, killed them. Just left them. Yeah. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this break.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But it And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'd love to talk to you. As a matter of fact, we are going to go to Ranch Bernardo, where Robert is waiting. Good morning, Robert. How are you? I'm fine. Good morning, gentlemen. What can we do for you? Well, I have some clivias. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, mm-hmm. Five-gallon clivias that I planted under some palm trees in the front yard a few years ago. And they were doing beautifully. And I, I believe I, I picked up some grow right at your nursery in Poway. And I fed them with that. And uh, they even did more magnificently after uh, being fed. Now they're getting a little clumpy. And some are dying out and some are flourishing. And I'm wondering how I should really maintain those to keep them going well. It's probably time to divide them. They they do get too clumpy and they compete over compete. Right? So uh, the grow power it was probably grow power you got grow power that was it. helped them out tremendously. And sometime this winter, spring, summer, or fall, to borrow a phrase, <laughs> um, I would dig up the clump and divide them and and replant. And replant. Yes. Uh, okay. Spread spread them out so there's a little less competition. Or if you don't want to go through that effort, just feed the heck out of them and water them more, and see okay. if you can't keep them happy together. To borrow another <laughs> lyric, it's pretty shady there. The the edges get some sun, and I think that's that'll uh, brown them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other question, if if you have a moment. Certainly. So you mentioned earlier for Scythia. I used to live in New Jersey, and Sorry. every <laughs> they would be beautifully in bloom with the yellow flowers. Is that the same type of plant that uh, I might have had back there? Probably, yeah. yes. I would say, I would say so, yeah. Okay. Uh, what size uh, plant do you have up in the Poway store? Two, twos or fives? Some, some two or five. Terrific. Yeah. I'll yeah. stop in this afternoon and pick up. I love those things. That's it's just a nice reminder that spring is right here. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it is. is it's correct. a beautiful. It's a beautiful plant. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you for the call. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Yeah, I guess that could be one of those plants that um, East Coast people remind them of of where they used to be. There was was something else. Do you know what our harbinger of spring is? That's common name of the plant is harbingers of spring. And when I worked at Nurseryland, when they existed, every... I think it was about January, February, we'd get a truckload of them in, of this one particular plant. Rafts? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Raphaelipus? Yeah. Yeah, Harbinger of Spring. Yes. Is. That was in, yeah. What its common name is. The other one that, the other one that is just about ready to start blooming is uh, Pink Jasmine. 
Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. The buds are swollen. We've got yep. people. We've got them in hanging baskets. We've got them in five gallon containers. We yeah. have them in one gallon yeah. containers. It's a it's a spectacular plant for about a month. A month. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> and it's just then it's just it's a, a green vigorous, vine. Exactly. Yeah. Vigorous vigor, vine. Vigorous right? vine. Very vigorous, but it's but the flowers don't always drop off. You got to kind of clean them. I I'm not a big fan of them personally, but they have the. Insane fragrance. Oh, it, it, absolutely they incredible fragrance. Wonderful. Incredible you, color. But. If you have a spot where you can kind of ignore it and just get the, the, the breeze bringing the right. fragrance, they're Correct. spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a neat it's a neat plant. But like like you said, it, you, you kind of, kind of they don't they don't shed the yeah you got to go in and flowers. You got to kind of clean them up a little yeah. bit. But but yeah, for but for that one month, yeah. Oh come on! The give most, them six to eight weeks. They're the if you're if, probably if you're, the most spectacular thing in your garden. If you're Correct. a tidy gardener, it's not for you. Agreed. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We had talked about it's getting towards the end of the bare root season. So if you want to, if you want to plant a fruit tree that's not in a container, better yeah. get into better get into the store and see and see what's left. Yeah, we're still getting phone calls. Do you have your bare roots in yet? Yes, uh, they're going quickly. Well, I hopefully can get in this weekend. If you want something, yeah, you better get the it. The time is is they are going running out quickly. Yes, there are many varieties we don't have. We, there are there are no persimmons, for example. We had seven varieties of persimmon. However, comma, yeah, persimmons. Yes, we have fifteen gallon fuyus in great abundance. They're and yesterday, too. I was cruising around the Monrovia availability, and I found another hundred. So we now have. Plenty. We're locked, locked and loaded. Yes, locked and loaded. So we'll be able to pull from them all uh, all season long. For, so. Those are potted varieties. Those are yeah, potted. No, bare root no goes, more bare root. That's right, over. Right. Um, I don't think we've ever sold so many persimmons. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't, you, I don't you know never, what. We've never ordered enough of them. I know uh, Poi Loma we, hasn't. And yeah, we, all, we, we always, always run out. We always, sell out of them in, we always sell out of them in bare root. But, I mean, even just container persimmons, we can't keep them in stock. That is I true. don't know what. I don't know why they got so popular Nor do so I. quickly, but this this year just seems to be insane. They're 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 fairly easy to grow. Yes, they are. They're, they're a very they're, durable yeah, plant, they're, they're and they good. are fairly pest free, uh, except for the squirrels that come for the coyotes when it's ripe. Coyotes, or whatever, coyotes. Yeah. coyotes too. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think, a great piece of fruit, and I, I think more and more people are recognizing that there's always been a kind of a stigma attached to them that people uh, think about the hachia, the one you have to eat soft and then think that that's kind of gross right. and don't even associate the fuyu, which you eat like an apple and they're great for you. And the hachia, the flavor of a persimmon, maybe it's an acquired taste, but it's delish. The hachias are good. You just have to wait for them. Wait to, till they're yeah. too, super exactly. they're, they're too, too astringent, and I, I think that I think that was one of the things that turned people you off. You bite right, into they, the wrong persimmon at the wrong time. Yeah, they're awful. You, you won't want another one. <laughs> I, I was picking some hachia persimmons for a friend of mine who wanted to make some cookies, and there was one. I was up on a ladder up on the tree, and there was one that was super soft, super ripe on the tree. It just hadn't fallen, and when I picked it, the stem stayed on the tree, so there was a big opening, and I just inhaled the whole thing in one kind of bite and it was it was really good the flavor is really good kind of like john belushi eating that hamburger in a animal house. in animal house <laughs> kind of like that i was trying to anyway it was it was really good and so we do have a supply of those and um we also this next week will have 
15-gallon Haas and 15-gallon Fuerte avocados at both stores. Sometime to the middle end of next week, we got a few of each and some, uh, some guavas, some pink and white guavas as well. I had uh, tried to take all of the 15-gallon Fuerte avocados they had, but the company said, sorry, we're limiting you to four. So we're getting four, and I started an order for you. You're getting both store. Each store is getting four. Because yeah. <laughs> that's all kinda, we can get. Kind of strange. Well, yeah, that's was, the, you that's were it, show, yes. you were showing me the um, availability last week, and I got a new no, one. There I was got a new nothing. one this week, and there's less. There's even less. Nothing's added on. Wow. Um, they push things back further. I guess so. Now I did place another order. Maybe we're going to get some stuff from Laverne. I'm expecting some small but fruited Nagami kumquats sometime mm-hmm. next week. We'll see if they actually show up. Their availability says they have nothing. But if you call and ask, maybe. Right. So few, maybe. Few, but yes. I, do you have any guavas I, growing in your yard? I do. What, do you, what varieties? I have uh, the pink. I'm not sure what. The green leaf pink variety with kind of a tangy flavor. It's delish. It's, it's done. And then I have two different large white fruit green exterior um, one round, one pear-shaped that Ample gave me when I moved into my house. And they made a really nice screen between me and the neighbor. Um, and they produce a ton of fruit. They keep the rats and other vermin very happy. I get very few of them. but they, Rats love them. That's yes. a good point. I use that in the traps when I want to catch rats. As I oh. go get some of the guavas that they have eaten. It, it works it, very, very well. I'm wondering how much fruit it saves me elsewhere in the yard because they're attracted to that. So. They're very pungent. If you let them overripe, uh, you know that yes. they're there. Oh. It, it used to make me sick to my stomach. It, that's an acquired oh. scent. It's yeah. like, like durian, I guess. They are, they are delicious uh, in, a, in a smoothie with a little honey. Uh, Aw. Very good. Is that who you share your smoothie with, or you put honey in the <laughs> honey smoothie? Honey from the bees, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, um, my, I was talking about guavas. My dad and I were in Hawaii one time. I think I relayed the story before. We were in Oahu. And we drove up to the Tantalus Rainforest, which is up along the ridgeline in the mountains behind Waikiki. And we're driving along. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it, but it, you talk about rainforest. That is total rainforest. And we're driving along in the car, and we've got the windows down. And all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, my God. It's just horrible. It's like somebody horrible. punched you in like, the face. It's just, it's just the most sickening smell that you can imagine. And it was, And there were just these giant guava trees that grew up over the road and all the fruit was ripening and f- there was nothing to eat it so all the fruit was ripening and falling down and smashed baking. all o- smashed all over the the asphalt and baking in that tropical sun okay oh i'm gonna have to ask compare and contrast the guava stench in hawaii to the crab stench in tahiti where in was t- it? it was in bora bora in bora bora both horrendously bad. <laughs> okay, uh, but just different. There, there's a there's a there's a big difference between rotten guava and rotten seafood. But they're both. But they're awful. both equally <laughs> awful. Okay, yeah. I remember being in Hawaii and the fruit of the pandanus was all over the ground, making a mess, and the flies and the stink. Oh, I don't. I, I've seen I've seen the fruit on pandanus before, but I I don't. I don't ever remember. And Dan, it, we've we've been had a falling. lot of customers asking for it lately. We've the, we, the, we the had it not. Too, we, yeah, we screw pines. We had it a yeah. couple of years ago. We had the some really nice ones. One. I don't remember where we got them from, but we did have some. We got some from the 
nursery formerly known as Proven Winners. They had grown okay. a bunch as a test, and then we got some from somebody else this last year. We had the variegated ones only, and then actually, I the last Proven ones I saw had red. some Weren't some red. red. Yeah. No, we just I had some red ones in not too long ago. I don't remember who they came from. Neat plant when it gets big. It looks similar to a dracaena, right? But or like a dracaena with thorns. Uh, yeah, because they yeah. do they do the have barbs are, on them. It's kind of like a the leaf is kind of like a coarse pampas grass leaf. You know, serrated along the edges and yeah. can can get after you. The uh, what I remember during the summer of my guavas that I leave on the ground that the animals don't eat is the little fruit flies that clouds of them oh. <laughs> <laughs> that like yeah. to hang out in that portion of the yard. Yeah, they can they can do that. Um, if you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We're going to take a break and we're going to be back with more garden talk right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. The garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But and we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And you were just at the break, you were uh, talking about what? Uh, well, peas? first, you want to give a shout out to Barbara. I think we just tripled our or doubled our audience. <laughs> doubled our audience. Barbara got up early. Welcome, May. welcome, retired well, Barbara. Yeah, welcome, welcome to, welcome to the show, Barbara. I hope you're enjoying your retirement. Um, but you were talking My, about peas. peas, Oregon sugar pod two. I didn't want to plant them because they were shorter, and I wanted to plant taller vines because I was going to get so much more fruit off of them. However, but however, but comma however, comma but. My neighbor's Oregon sugar pod twos are probably four to five feet tall and covered with fruit. And my other peas are eight feet tall, but there's so much less fruit. And it's kind of like the semi-dwarf versus standard. In the long term, you may get more off of a standard tree, but you get more fruit per square inch off of a semi-dwarf because it's, it's, it's compact. More compact. And their production it, it produces earlier and way ahead and there's tons of fruit when it first started fruiting i was you know i didn't want to take it all because i so i would only have one pea pod when i went over there but now they're not keeping up with it and i had a half a dozen pea pods yesterday and there's still plenty there God, they are so they are Prolific. so good right oh, right, oh, right, yeah, right off the vine correct yes. oh man that it, it really is Really is tasty. And what variety was that again? It's Oregon the Sugar Pod Two. Sugar Oregon pod Sugar two. Pod Oregon Two. Sugar Pod Two. A ton of fruit in a small. Well, a ton of vegetable, vegetable. in a small space. In a small well, space. technically, I guess it is a fruit. Okay. Whew. 
Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I don't want the – anyway, that's good. I'm glad to, to know it. But anyway, that's my little story. I I have more flowers now on mine as it's getting up overhead on my arbor, my, on my bean arbor. Um, that's another thing. You have to go get them. Yes. On the taller variety. And I'm going to have to get up on a step stool. I'll probably fall I mean. and break my hip. And, Hopefully you know, Hip replacement. Oh, you. You'll be on a cane. Yeah. Well, that's better than I just taking me out back and getting rid of me. So if I can do well, all that. Which you almost did yourself last week when you stepped backwards onto the curb. That... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And fortunately, I, I stepped perfectly, so I did not kill myself. But I was I – was As back. evidenced by you being here this I, morning. I'm here. But it was – Touch and go. It there, was huh? super close. Yeah, I almost just tripped over a berm and fell backwards onto concrete. But I stepped perfectly, so I survived. But that's why you should not walk backwards and wave to people as they are leaving the nursery. I see. I have a problem just walking forward sometimes. So, however, I would have been on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that going for me, which is good. <laughs> uh, well, you know, like they say, though, as far as OSHA is concerned, you. From a company standpoint, better off if they don't make it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, but the paper, Not that we were wishing. The, the, paper, the paperwork involved. Um, carrots, too. Although my carrots, carrots look much I did a grow bag of carrots, and I planted them thinner. I didn't plant the seeds as densely this year as last, but there's still way too many in the in the pot. But I've been harvesting young carrots, the, the white ones and the – the orange ones and some red. They're delish. And the younger they are, the more delicious they are. But they're three, four inches long, and they're in soft potting soil because I did them in the grow bag. And I could. It probably is a little better if I rinsed them. But because it's in soft soil, I can just wipe it right off and eat. That's and they're raised. What, and What soil did you use? Um, I used Edna's Best Potting okay. Soil. with I think I probably threw in a little bit of, of uh, compost with it. The beets, however, are a totally different story. What's going on, What's with, going your on beets? with your beets? I thought I planted a little thinner, but it's a pretty big sea of beets. But so right now, I just go down and take a few leaves every morning for the vitamins and minerals. You know those purity products? They say all that <laughs> stuff comes out of the leaves. I'm doing it straight. I'm just gonna. I just go out and eat them. And because they're raised, and because they haven't been sprayed, I'm not too concerned about them being dirty. So I can eat them straight out of the garden. And I'm pretty excited about it. They're not that they're not bad. And the the yellow beets have yellow veins on their green leaves. The red beets have red veins and a reddish tinge to them. But I think they, the, the yellow beets have a little more tang to the to the foliage. They look like Swiss chard almost. Yeah, yeah they do. Because Swiss chard is a beet. Are look, you sure about I'm that? I'm positive. Look up the botanical when you get some time. Okay. You know when the you genus. Okay. I'll, but I'll chard doesn't chard doesn't it doesn't form a, form a, 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 a tuber. Or a, no, but it is Swiss chard is the same uh, genus. Didn't know as that. Beets. And yeah. is it edible raw, or you have to cook Swiss chard? It's edible raw. Put okay. it in salad and stuff. We, I, yeah. Is it as good as my it beet, actually, my young beet greens? I think it's pretty comparable, actually. Oh. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it actually does a little bit. It tastes a little better if you get a frost on it. There's something. Yeah, about but the it. leaves are bigger. You certainly get much more. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, we don't even have to mention it. Do you have you don't have any beets growing, do you, Marky? No. I know Ken doesn't. Nope. But I think we're gonna be we're gonna be bigger we, we, people and this is gonna be the first time we're gonna talk about beets and not pick on Ken. Not pick on okay. Ken. We're yeah. gonna let Our, it go. Ours are coming up too, but we, you know, we we've been using older seeds for every I have a bunch of seeds everywhere and so I've been 
the German nation, the germination rate's not quite what it should be. Oh, that's what them. I should do to thin out naturally. Yeah. I'll just plant older seeds so it, I get less fewer plants. You have to be, uh, you have to be a little bit more zealous. Get out there and plant over overplant. I, I did notice, and this goes back to the gentleman's clivias in Rancho Bernardo. I planted my mom's beets much thinner, and her foliage looks like they're ready to pick because the foliage is much larger. But her the bulbs are still tiny, so they're not ready to pick. My beets are so crowded, the leaves are all small. But it looks like a, I mean, it's a nice forest. It's super dense. But because of the competition, the leaves are a yes. third of the size Smaller, or a quarter yes. of the size. Are, are they in grow bags as well? Yes, they are. All raised. It's very, very nice. I'm going to have to go thin. I have eaten some. I've just pulled the beets out and eaten a little, eaten the whole thing. Right. And there's a little bit of a, a bite to the raw beet, a little burn sometimes. I, I, Are you sure it's not a radish? <laughs> yes. and I don't eat radishes, Mr. Anderson. I do not eat them. We, we had radish oh, greens. Like we had radish greens in our sautéed uh, green mix well, last what night. Do radish make, greens are actually really good. They are. They make yeah. a good pesto, just as a, on the side. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I brought in a beet, beet juice squeeze that I've made. A couple times. Remember with beets. That I just thought you fresh, got that at Jimbo's. I've, and I've made it as well. I brought it in from the house. But it was uh, just beets, some ginger, and apple, and it, they're delicious. It's been, it's been a while, George. And those beets are, are just beets, you know, right right out of the ground. No little bit of ginger? Well, where I'm going with that is that you're talking about the tang. So that tang that you got was from those beets, you know, fresh out of the ground. Gotcha. So those were, well, as you just said, they were... Not cooked not at all. Cooked, you just, just raw, raw beets. Okay, no greens, just the beets. Just the beets, and they juice up that much. How much pulp comes out of that? A, a lot. And do you I comp- use the pulp? Or Sometimes I'll them? put it in a soup. Otherwise, I'll just use it in the compost. Hmm. Fascinating, isn't it? Is, it? it is. Yeah, yes. I, I wouldn't do any of that stuff. So, but so why do the big question is why don't you like radishes? Well, we can turn that around. <laughs> this is going to be the first time we don't do that. I don't know. I think because they do have a little bite to them. Well, that's why you that, – otherwise it would just be a beat. piece of cardboard. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm a little deflated now, Karen. Thank you. <laughs> is this what it feels like when we yes. pick on you? Kind of. All right. We, we have a bunch of radishes, radish volunteers in the garden because a couple of them went to seed last season, and they're just – popping up everywhere, which is great if you're lazy. Yeah, yeah, it does work out well. One thing that we do, do need to mention, um, and it's been it's been a couple of weeks now, but uh, the gardening the gardening world lost uh, an icon here in San Diego with the loss of Bill Tall from City Farmers Nursery. Uh, he was a, a fantastic guy and contributed a lot to the garden and nursery industry in this city, and uh, he is going to be missed for quite a while. So. Sorely missed. Yes. Always yeah. smiling, always upbeat. Yes. Usually driving from here to there. Yeah. But great guy. One of the nicest yep. people you could meet. Absolutely. And definitely one choice. of the nicest people in the industry. So he will be missed. Your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.